everybody. Grab your Bible and pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Hebrews 12, verse 11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and as you know, we sit down together every week talking through truths and scripture, and we are talking about the race that my mom and I ran together again in this episode, and this one we're focusing on training, and we really talk about the parallel between training for this race and training in our spiritual journey, and just the whole principle of, you know, trying to make it on our own and you know, who are we listening to in this training? And we actually talk a lot about parenting and how training affects our parenting as well. So we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara, ready to run your race? I have never been more ready. You are so ready to run. (laughs) I thought we were always running though. We are running, running to, fro, everything. Running to God, away from God, everything. (laughs) You are yeah. so correct, and uh, but today I'm running to God, and just today. I am just today. No, well, I hope every moment <laughs> of the day, but yeah, right now at this moment, I am reminded of this crazy race that I, oh my goodness, that I ran a long time ago, the yeah. half marathon, and we talked about it uh, last week, and we're going to talk about it for a couple of weeks. Well, and. You know, I got some comments from some friends who had listened to it, and they just thought it was so funny. You with the body glide and (laughs) the fact that you didn't know how many miles were in a half marathon. And I was like, I Mm -hmm. wish I could say that we were exaggerating, which we said that last week. This is not an exaggeration, but um, it was funny because they they were like laughing out loud. But (laughs) obviously— Yeah, obviously, if you knew me, though, that's not so funny because it's still like, funny. Yep, that sounds like her. I mean, it is yeah. funny, but it's nobody's surprised when they know me. People that are runners that do not know me just they they don't even right. know they don't right. even know what to think. We don't but know what to know, do with you. No, we don't. And but here you know, it's funny because we're talking about you know last week about how I just didn't train. I didn't know you know how many miles were in a half a marathon even at the starting line. And I was drinking coffee, but if I had been training, you know, I would have known. You drink water, you don't drink coffee. And, you know, there was a lot of things, you know, if I had trained. And it was very clear to me as I'm running that it might have been a good idea to have kind of known what to do about some things. So, And I don't know I, if you remember, but wait a minute, I don't know if you remember, but you had said to me, you or Christy when I said, that if... I didn't get to a certain point oh. at a certain time that somebody's going to sweep me up. And they yes, that was Christy. And yeah, she's the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. So she just wanted you to be prepared that if you go yes, too slow, her, she was saying it like in a, hey, don't worry. Like if, if you, you know, get behind or you go too slow, like you won't, you know, you're not going to be left in the middle of nowhere on this race. Like people, they'll mm-hmm. sweep you up. So that, that's why she was telling you, of course, you take yeah, it yes. as a challenge. Yeah. I'm like, nobody's picking me up. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you know, there's no way anybody's going to pick me up. I'm going to get to that place. And so, and so that's kind of, you know, one of the things as I was thinking about training, if I had really trained, 
when it started getting tough and getting hard, I could have thought, you know, it's 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 okay. Right. You know, I don't have to get at a certain point. But Which we should say that. too that you literally ran the entire half marathon. Oh yes, I did because it is a run. Yes, as we're telling this story. You ran the whole, which I think is very mm-hmm. important to the story because over the next few weeks, you know, that we'll be talking about all the truths that you've you know, discovered as you're running this race. But yeah, because that makes a big difference. If I mean, walking 13 miles, yes, would have been difficult, but running 13 mm-hmm. miles when you haven't trained is a whole nother game. Well, yeah, and, and especially since you don't run. So my question I was going to ask is at what point... Because you referenced, you know, when you're running that, you realize, wait a minute, okay, maybe I should have trained. At what point? Was it pretty early on when you realized that? Or was it... Oh, no. Like halfway I was toward the halfway, end? I would say. Okay. I was, I think halfway. I, I began to realize that it was really hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I didn't really like to run. And I just knew, because, you know, one of the things that... I noticed is there were other people. There were people stopping and taking pictures of, oh yeah, like, like Disney, you know, characters. Disney mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm like, oh, and they no. have porta potties. And I remember you seeing people yeah, stopping. I was, nope, not going into the porta potties yeah. because there was such a long line. But what I knew as I got into this that if I were to stop, I would never start again. I, it, I knew that I had to keep going, and I knew that if I were to stop, there was I was not going to take a picture. I can tell you that right now. But, you know, I did, you know, one of the really important things is that I looked at the porta potties and there was this long line and I'm like, no, there's no way would I stop and wait. Because I, I thought, well, if I stop, I, I won't start again. Right. And you'll, you would get, you thought you'd get swooped up. Yes. And I'm not going to get swooped up. Nope. And I was not going to walk. It, it is nope, a race. You, I'm running right. it and I'm doing the whole thing. For anyone listening, you're learning a lot about you is because that, about like my person, it was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, strong will. Right. And my mother in heaven is like, yes, she is strong will. Yeah. But anyway, so as I was thinking about when I saw the big line, well, first, let me go back. You know, I said to Christy, because she really was thinking, Mom, don't worry about it. You know, just right. go. It was just trying to be encouraging. Like, worst yes. case scenario, you will get picked mm-hmm. up and you can ride in this little trolley and you'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, And I was like, no, you go on and I'll meet you at you know, at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. So you just go on. I'm just do my thing. Don't bother me. Let me just run this race. And so as I'm running and kind of, and again, I mean, let's just be real. If you were on the sideline looking at me, you might think, is she running or walking really fast? But in my heart, <laughs> I was running. running. Right. I was running. So I see this big line at, you know, the going to the potty. And then I saw some people they were going to a potty that they were like on the potty. side of the road. Right. That's right. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> not going to do that either. Potty. There is no way is this body. Nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that in public. And so the big line and everything was there. So I decided I just can't go to the bathroom. I, I've got to get this race over with. I've got a spa to go to. You're not going to get I've got the grandkids. Yeah. We're going to go. I'm not going to get swept up. Let's just get the thing over with. And so my strong will kicked in, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So the only way that I knew that I couldn't go to the bathroom is if you don't put water in, you don't take water out. I mean, and that that is true. It is true. But not when you're running a half marathon. Whatever. Anyway, so I decided that I was going to not drink water. So I decided no water in, no water out. And so right. if I had trained, 
I probably would have been told how important water is when mm-hmm. you're running and how right. important water is when you're right. Like if um, you're right. if you're running 13 miles, if you drink water, you're not going to have to in go in Florida where it's hot. Right. You're not going to have to go to the bathroom. You your body needs that to keep going. Well, I don't know. They people going to the bathroom. But I well, but I had been no, drinking but, coffee. I had been drinking water all day. You know, some people I heard if they, you know, like, oh, I've been drinking water a week before I got there. I'm like, oh whatever. But anyway, what I want to say is I decided not to drink water and, and that would have been a very, very, very important thing to know. And if I had trained, that would have been told. I would have known that. I would know not to drink coffee. I would know, you know, that I'd be sweeped up, you know, so I'd pace myself. You know, I would have known a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. and Right, because they would have swept up a while. I mean, it's like, you know, hours after. It's not like, but I will say, I mean, even like the drinking coffee. I mean, I drank coffee before, but I drank it early. So then I had water afterward. You know what I mean? Like you don't drink it at the starting line. Yeah, I did. And I did it weeks ahead, but and I never did drink water. But what I was going to say is very important is as I was comparing all of this of how I wish that I was trained and how important the training would have been, not only just during the race, but, you know, after the race, I would it would have been a different outcome. And I'm not going to tell yet what the outcome is, but... It would have been, I think training would have not only helped me before the race, getting ready, it would help me during the race, and it would also mm-hmm. help me after the race. So, so you're, what you're getting at is training was really important. Yes. And as I, you know, as I said before, when I started comparing this race to my spiritual race and my life as a follower of Jesus, how important it would have been if I had been trained. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that, there would be some things that I wish that I knew. I wish that I knew scripture, as I've shared before. You know, I didn't grow up in a family that, you know, talked about God. We didn't pray. We didn't read scripture. You know, I've said this a hundred times. I didn't even know we had a Bible in the house until my dad passed away and they gave me this family Bible that's the size of Texas. You know, I'm like, how did I miss that? But anyway, you know, we just didn't know that. So in the little bit that I went to church, all he talked about was not going to hell. And I didn't right. want to go to hell. So, yeah. you know, so that was a good sermon. But I just felt like, you know, I really, really didn't understand. And I, in and, and prayer, to me, people say, well, you just, you know, you accept Jesus. Life's going to be great. And you just pray and ask God for something, he's going to give it to you. And so mm-hmm. I just felt like, you know, prayer was just kind of like my, um, almost like a rubbing a little genie and God's going to pop out and say, what would, can I do for you? And that didn't turn out so well. And so, that wasn't exactly what prayer is like. So all of this to say, I wish that I had known when I decided to follow Jesus, what I could have learned. It, you know, like, I wish that someone would have said, you need to study the Bible. And I wish I'd heard sermons on prayer. I never heard any sermon on prayer. Anybody talk about prayer. Went to Bible studies, and we would pray before or after it, but they really didn't talk so much mm-hmm. about not, not as a what life, really prayer life, means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Discipline, right. So, you know, like training for a half marathon, you, mm-hmm. you know, you break in your shoes, you break in, you know, your clothing, you 
know, you know, like your body has done it. You, you run, you, you know, run two miles, you, then you run four. Yeah. You build up, you mm-hmm. drink water, you know, all these things. What would you say is training for this, your spiritual, like what is training in your spiritual race? It's prayer and reading the Bible. It is, but I think one of the things I wish I learned is that it's a journey. It's you don't just automatically get up there with Saint Paul, you know, the day you decide you're going to pray and receive Christ. I think it. I, I did. I didn't understand that this was a journey and that I was growing. I would grow in my faith. Mm-hmm. So I had this expectation. I'm supposed to be this perfect Christian. Right. So it's like to keep using the analogy when you accepted the call to do the half marathon. Comparing it to when you accepted Jesus, it was as if you show up to the starting line and you're ready to run the race immediately and it's done. And like, you're going to do it well when it's like, no, there's so much between answering the call and being ready for what he's been, what he has called you to do. So Jesus called me. Yeah, Jesus called me to follow him. Jesus called me. And um, what I mean by that, I entered the race when I decided to follow him, mm-hmm. I give my life to him, give my life to him. That's very important words. Uh, not just follow him, but surrender my whole life to him. I didn't know that. That that right there. I didn't know that when I said, God, I accept you, your payment, I accept Jesus' payment for my sin, and I want Jesus to come in my life, I give my life to Jesus. I did not know that that meant to give my life to Jesus. In other like words, surrender I didn't know and that I, yes, that I was surrendering. That that I was. That's what it means. It's like God, you have all of my life. So what I thought in in that is that I had my life and I was going to live my life, and I would just kind of add God in it mm-hmm. on Sunday. I would, you know, I never asked him like, "What should we do? This should I do that?" I, I didn't, you know, pray to ask his will of what something would happen. I was constantly telling him what my will was and how he could make my life the way I thought I wanted it. So there was that training from the very beginning of just, I didn't even really know what it meant to give my life and surrender my life to him, meaning Jesus is my life. Mm-hmm. We're one. Then also, I didn't really understand, you know, like when people say, well, you pray or you give your life to God, things are going to go great. If if I had known that this spiritual journey was a journey, I think we talked about this the other day, we worry about the goal. We mm-hmm. worry about getting to heaven. We worry about making it through. But it's really about the journey. And, and, and that training is every day. The circumstances that are happening in our lives, I thought, and you can call me crazy here, and you probably will. But I thought when things went wrong, God was punishing me. Mm. That must have been doing something wrong. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's learned. A lot, a lot like Job's friends. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Because you go ahead and repent because you've obviously got something. You've done mm-hmm. something wrong. Mm-hmm. But, and, and that's what I thought. I thought if things were going bad, Maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe I didn't go to church. Maybe, you know, it was that day I didn't go to church or that week I didn't go, whatever. Or, you know, praying, God, what's wrong? Like, what have I done? You know, I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry. I spent a lot of time repenting, which is fine. I mean, I think we should all repent. But I'm just saying I never understood that life is hard. Mm -hmm. But circumstances and hard 
things in life and in this world is kind of like part of the training. So can I ask a question? Well, I know you're going to. Yep. So I think it's interesting to think about if something bad or something goes wrong Mm -hmm. and it's easy to think like, oh, I am, you know, being punished or got, or maybe, oh gosh, because I didn't do this, go to church or didn't do this or that. And, Mm And it's also on the flip side where it's when things are seemingly going well, it's like, oh, I'm so, you know, like I'm doing things right. You know, like it's because mm-hmm. that can be the inverse when things go wrong. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like both those things can happen. And I think, how do you like not think that, you know, because I think that is such mm-hmm. an easy human nature response. I mean, we see it all throughout the Bible right. as well. You know, like this isn't a new tactic the enemy uses in terms of like getting us like very performance in that regard. Like I think... You know, so how do you, because there's an also, there's also, there are consequences to things we do. So, and that's the point I was going to say being trained and knowing scripture, God has not condemned us. So, He's not punishing us. If He wanted mm-hmm. to punish us, He wouldn't save us. But there are consequences. And the consequences of our choices do not go away when we're a child of God. Right. So, there's a difference between condemnation, God's punishment, versus we're just reaping the mm-hmm. consequences. But also there are some things that are just life. There are right. people that are going to hurt you, and you've not done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. There are going to be things that's going to happen because, you know, genetics. is like mm-hmm. your family, you know, struggles with diabetes or your family struggles with cancer. So there's certain things that are happening. But I think when I, when I say that what I've learned is when these things happen— and it's like a discipline. I think God's trying to train us. And you've got my little puppy, and you're training my little cute mm-hmm. little new puppy. Yes, I am. And you love her, but you've, and you know, and she's a puppy and she wants to bite she's, and all that. Yes, and you're like, she does. Yell, no, no, mm-hmm. no. Yep. So she's so a lot of work. kind of like that. She's a lot of work, and mm-hmm. I'm a lot of work. I, and I, I have to I'm discipline sure Jesus. her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you have to discipline her. But I also she knows have that. to know that I love her, you know, like that. That is a lot mm-hmm. of it. Like I, you know, those first couple of days I had her, this puppy, she didn't care if I disciplined her because we, she wasn't, she's was like, who are you to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she yeah. was like, I don't care. But now that she's bonded to me and we, you know, like I, you know, have to, I have to get her to that point where so she cares, you know? So when I do discipline mm-hmm. her, she's like, oh, wait, maybe that's not best for me. Oh, wait, you know, because I trust, I, I trust, trust that. You care yes, about me. Yeah. Yes, trust is so huge. And I think that that's the big thing is when you begin to be trained and understand Scripture and know that mm-hmm. God loves you, He doesn't want to—He died for you. He's not wanting to punish you. Mm-hmm. But in life and consequences— there's things that happen, but sometimes God has to discipline us to say, no, you can't go down that direction because mm-hmm. I happen to know what's down that direction and you can't go there. So right. sometimes God says no. Right. Well, to us, we're like, oh, we're like a two-year-old. Like, don't tell me no. Right. Oh, yeah. And like so, when I, when I you know, grab her little mouth to say no biting, she looks uh-huh. at me like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why can't exactly. I do this? Yeah, and and I've looked at God that way. It, right. Like, Wait a minute. You know, I, isn't this a good thing? No, it's not. I mean, it may look like it's good at the moment, but because God's who He is, He doesn't really know. But I think that one of the things, as I've learned Scripture and learned about the heart of God, being trained by really studying the Word of God and knowing who He is and His love for me. 
which makes you want to do what he mm-hmm. says because you trust him. And that, is when these opportunities come up in life where it's an opportunity you may not know what to do. You may be seeking God's will about something. It gives me an opportunity to pray and trust God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that over the years, I never saw it that way. I think, again, let's go back to that spiritual journey, those, you know, the path. You know, I started at the starting line, but I went to different mile markers. Yeah. And I think that we are in seasons of life. And spiritually, I think we're in different seasons and different spiritual mm-hmm. markers. And what I've learned, Kara, is that I used to get so upset about some people that say they know Jesus Mm-hmm. And they're not where I thought that they should be, or you know, and I would be disappointed in their actions. Now, I'm not saying that they all were living, you know, the way that they should, but there were a lot of people that really were, but they were just not spiritually mature yet. They just didn't know. They didn't know this was not what God would want. I was one of those. Yeah, and there's a couple things that have come to mind. One, I think it's really important to pay attention to who is training you. You know, so mm-hmm. you could have trained for the race, but had gotten someone who has your kind of mindset and you two, I mean, that wouldn't have helped well, very much, had, you know. We'd go right. and Krispy Kreme. Exactly. But I think your trainer and going back to like being trained by the word of God, being trained by the by, Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the that's difference. Huge. It's not because you can be, you can be trained with false teaching or you can be trained with that's the right. wrong, whatever, fill in the blank. Point. And Mm -hmm. so I was just thinking that of like, I think that is such a huge, like, it's not just being trained. It's really paying attention to, okay, who, like, what trainer am I listening to? Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. What voices am I I listening to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying is because, yeah, you could have trained and you could have trained with someone who has has the same mentality, but you two, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where would that would have gotten you nowhere? You both yeah, would have, would, you know, had the same result. We would have met at the park and said, hey, you want to go and have lunch? I'm yeah, exactly. So, and, and I'd have been looking for someone like that. Right. So I think that is one thing of, and I think that's a constant, you know, like just that's the whole thing of even write this down. It's like, okay, who, mm-hmm. you know, take this, write this down and take it to God and see, you know, what he says about this. Like, okay, is this the right training is this true? technique mm-hmm. or is this true, you know, whatever. And I do want to go back to that because the Holy Spirit's job, what the Holy Spirit does is to train us, is to teach us the truth, to guide us and to lead us. And He's the one that convicts us. He's the one that makes us really feel like, yeah, I'm not, you know, that mm-hmm. uneasiness in your mm-hmm. spirit. You're like, hmm, I'm not sure that this is, you know, like something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just know, like, you know, and you have to be very sensitive to that, you know, pay attention to the tension kind of thing, mm-hmm. making sure you go write it down. Is this of God? Because you could feel uneasy about something. It's just maybe because it's a new thing. It's not something right. you've ever been told. Yes. And yeah. so you have to go and say, is this, is this true? Right. And I think it's the Holy Spirit. And, and that was what was so amazing to me as I began to learn it because— with my spiritual walk, it was so hard. And as you were saying, how did you know like halfway through it? Was it like, oh, maybe I should have trained? And, you know, at first, you know, I'm, I'm out there with all the runners, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I love all these people. I didn't like, know anybody. Yeah, your was, own strength like, got you through mm-hmm, the first few miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my own strength actually got me through the first couple of years of my spiritual walk. Right. And then you just get tired and you get weary 
And because God never intended for you to live the Christian life on your own strength. Mm-hmm. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit. And I think that had I known that, had I trained and someone told me that, from the very beginning, I would have said, oh, I I don't have, you know, I can't do this life. Mm-hmm. I cannot live. I cannot pursue holiness. I cannot forgive. I cannot mm-hmm. love God. I cannot have faith. I cannot trust Him unless God gives me the faith and the trust to do that. So I think that, you know, this training part and the discipline part, God allows us sometimes to hit a wall. Mm-hmm. God sometimes allows us to to get weary and get tired so that we'll cry out to God. You know, I remember, and I think I've said this several times, you know, this one part that was so hard, it was going up the hill. And, you know, I told you I didn't drink water. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, maybe I need something. I got to have something to eat mm-hmm. or something. You're and feeling a little I pull you know, out, tired. Yeah, I, I pull out this Weight Watcher, literally two-point bar. No, why did I have a wet watch? Or two the fact, yeah, that's know, what anyway, about to, it's like that's a whole that's, other thing. Mm-hmm. And and what happened is I would uh, go to these water. I would pass these water things, and I didn't stop because I knew it couldn't stop. And they would hand me right. water, and I would run it, and I would swish it around in my mouth and spit it out. And that's know, another whole eat. topic. Yeah. Anyway, so so I had not had any water, and I grab hold of this two point, and I put it in my mouth. And it was like gravel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, your mouth it, was so I had, dry. Mm-hmm. I was so dry, and and I was like, I just why would I put that uh, Weight Watcher bar in it? Because that tastes yucky. Like why did that <laughs> being one I like? It never occurred to me that maybe a oh, little wait, water with wait. that would have helped. <laughs> you know. And uh, so anyway, but the whole thing of what I'm trying to say is that I was just getting so tired. I tried to make it work on my own. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we have to crash and burn. We have to sometimes just get so tired and weary of really trying really hard right. to work on our own strength, to make life turn out the way we think it should, to make, you know, our dreams come true or, you know, get to a certain goal in life and we work really hard and never make it or we do make it and it's not satisfying. Because we really didn't trust God to do it. So I think that for me, it's just more about, you know, understanding that these things are happening in life. That there's either God's allowed it or it's just life mm-hmm. or it's, you know, something that we want and we're not asking God. We're going on our own direction. Mm-hmm. And God allows it to get hard and to get tiring so that we realize I, this is an opportunity for me to trust God. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we see that. I never saw it that way. It, it took years in my spiritual journey to know that. Because to see it as that, that would mean that requires surrender, faith. Like that takes us out of control, you know, to be like, okay, this is an opportunity to trust the Lord. And I do think it takes a stronger believer. I think you have to be a believer. And, and like kind of like you have to really practice and run a lot before you realize what you right. mean. You have to, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that's that's like half mm-hmm. marathon talk, but you got to have those 5Ks, 10Ks mm-hmm. under, yeah. So one thing that just keeps coming to my mind, so okay. bear with me. I don't know if this is, but I keep thinking about parenting and it kind of goes back to a little bit what you touched on a little bit ago 
of it's so like when our kids are doing well, mm-hmm. they love the Lord. If they're doing well, we can be like, oh, I'm so, you know, pat on the back, great parent. And the inverse is also true. When your kids maybe go off track, maybe your kids aren't behaving, they mm-hmm. aren't doing, you know, from little kids to grown kids, you know, when they're not doing well or if they don't love the Lord or, you know, whatever, it can be easy for parent. And again, I'm just talking, I don't have experience in this, but from what I've observed and know from people close to me who are parents, it can be easy to take that as well. Like, oh, I'm a bad parent. And I think it, if we're honest, we tend to sometimes judge mm-hmm. other parents in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, like your your kid went off track. You must not have done a good parent. Or, oh, you your kids are, you know, all love the Lord. You must have... And I, I just am thinking about that scenario and those circumstances. And and I know we probably have a lot of moms and dads that are maybe listening, but in this whole, I don't know, and maybe it's not like, I just, that keeps coming to mind. Like, how do you, you know, train in that way? Like, not only for yourself to know that, like, but also with, you know, with Well, parenting. actually, this verse is that I was talking about in Hebrews 12, it talks about every good parent disciplines his child. And it says, what parent doesn't discipline is his child, and how much more does your Heavenly Father have to discipline you? And that is, you know, true that that does make a good parent, a good parent does love his child enough to discipline. But the disciplined parent isn't, in my opinion, the only thing that makes a good parent. I think that what makes a good parent is that they love their children. And I think that what makes mm. God such a great God and a good father is because he loves us. And I think that when you're looking at people's performances or their kids' behavior, you're coming up with the conclusion that one's good and one's bad, one's a good parent, one's not a good parent, based on the behavior. And I think that the key is the capacity to be able to love your children. And when you love your children Mm -hmm. to the capacity that you can, some people don't have a lot of capacity to love, believe it or not. God is the only one that can love deeply, but once somebody gets in that. But what I always say to parents is that God did not ask you to take the responsibility of the outcome of your children's lives. And Mm -hmm. so... I talk about, as you've said. And it kind of goes with the training, yeah, like them being trained by. But right. I will say this. God, you know, had two children in a perfect world and one rule. Mm-hmm. One rule in a perfect world. And he gave his children a choice, and they chose to disobey him. Now, God is holy. He's perfect. And they only had one rule. Mm-hmm. But he did not force and take the right. responsibility, and his children didn't turn out too good. Right. So when right. we look at God and say, well, you're a terrible father, and you say, well, right. they didn't have a mom, you know, so okay, they then go to counseling. <laughs> but they still sin. And so right. I think that we, as parents, if what you're talking about, we're looking at performance. And I think that's mm-hmm. what our key is, is that we look at the performance. And if that mm-hmm. was the case, then the Pharisees would have won. Because they were performing well. God looks at the heart, as we all know, Mm -hmm. and He's looking for us to love Him. So Mm -hmm. training and and being able 
to allow God to train us, it's what it's doing is it's shaping our hearts. Right. It's, it's not about tra- performance. It's mm-hmm. not about even though every it, little thing. Even though our hearts do affect our performance. I mean, you know, even go back to like the race analogy, you know, how you train does affect how you run your race. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of like I could train, I mean, until I'm blue in the face, but I'm never going to run a five minute mile. <laughs> like, no. I'm not, that's not the way I built. So it's almost, it's like what you're saying is like, we can, like the outcome isn't always, that's not what God's looking at. It's looking at your heart, how you're loving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the training. Mm-hmm. And you can't place. just love the Lord and then, exp- and do anything you want to. You love the Lord and you want to do what he wants you to do. And that's a good mm-hmm. indication whether or not where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus, you know, said, you know, about they asked him what was a good commandment. He said to love the Lord with all your heart and soul mm-hmm. and others. And I think once you start loving the Lord, it's just like you talked about my little puppy, mm-hmm. my little Ruby, is that because now because she knows that you care about her, she wants your yeah. approval. Right. And her and I don't want her to you know, trust me just to get her to do what I want. I want her to trust me because, you know, I do love her too. And if you love her, you won't do it just to get what you want. Right. You would always look at her best right. interest at heart. And right. I think that uh, for many years, you know, and I had someone just tell me the other day, like, oh, your kids are so great. You did something right. And I said, I didn't do anything right. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and I just, and I shared this with you and I've shared it, you know, mm-hmm. on the podcast. You know, you when you were walking away, that one, you know, the time that you walked away from the God, I was right here in this study. I know mm-hmm. exactly where I was standing. You said, Mom, I don't want you to think that you're a bad parent because I, you know, walked away from God. Right. And I looked at you without thinking because I know it was <laughs> Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I said, Kara, I don't take the responsibility of your choices. Mm-hmm. I don't, when you do bad or you choose wrong, you know, something that I would consider not best for you. I don't take the responsibility of that. And on the other hand, when you do something great and you're loving God and you're walking with God and you uh, love Him with all your heart and soul and you're giving your whole life to the Lord, I don't mm-hmm. take that responsibility. I don't take well, that credit either. And I think that's something that you did do well is that you, I'm not saying you did it perfectly, but you love no, Jesus more than us and us mm-hmm. being me and my siblings. Like that was, that was something you and dad both did well. Um, Again, not perfectly, but, and I think that does, it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like it wasn't about, yes, that obviously played a part in how you raised us and what you taught us and all that kind of stuff. But I, like you love Jesus more than us. Mm -hmm. And I love that and helped me love you. That's what I'm saying. Like it it had a ripple effect to where, Mm -hmm. you know, how you parented, you know, how you actually did the day to day. But at the end of the day, yeah, you loved him more than us. And I think that, and I know we're using this parenting example, but I think it's across the board. You know, I think that's what you're saying. There's a lot of training training. in parents. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot of training in that. And we're God's children. Mm-hmm. And God will always do what's best for us and because He loves us. And when you love someone, you always want their best interest at heart. And that's what I always wanted. But I also knew that I was limited to the outcome of your life. I could not make myself love Jesus, so I certainly wasn't going to make my children love Jesus. I couldn't, you know, make myself godly. All of those things were 
God's responsibility, and I couldn't definitely couldn't make my children uh, love God. That was, you know, that's mm-hmm. God's responsibility. So it's the outcome of their lives that you have to live, you know, leave to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, and ultimately, it's like focusing on your your training was mm-hmm. between you and the Lord. You know, yeah, that because it think, didn't matter what you and Christy were running and how you right. were running. Exactly. And that's another thing I think we're going to talk about next week is. You know, how do we compare? Because, you know, remember, mm-hmm. I was going to dress up and look like everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I just think that the key to it is that, you know, there is certainly a thing that we need to learn in that scripture. If you're going to follow Jesus, you may want to know what he loves. You may want to know what he desires. You may want to know what he cares about. Mm-hmm. And you I may think want to know that, what he says. And you mm-hmm. want to know what he says. And so it's very, very important to know what he said and what he desires. So I think that the training part is definitely to know scripture and know what scripture says and know the heart of God. But also re- knowing that God is going to take who he is and he's going to train you by using the things of the world. He's going to train you by using the things that you care about and the things that you love. He's going to use those things as an opportunity to teach you who he is and who you are in him. And a lot of times we think that is bad discipline, that God's against us. But God is taking the things that we love and the things that we can relate to, and he gives that as an opportunity to show us that he's there, he's in the middle of it, and that he cares. And that, to me, is one of the things I've learned over the years, and I'm still learning it. That part of the discipline and part of the training is, like, for instance, the things that I love, which is my family, God uses those, uses my family as an opportunity for me to trust Him in the lives of my family. And that's good training. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.